Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. Then we'll just start off with a good guttural scream, just to like really <laughs> let everything out. Just like okay. you know, align our chakras. My family is like sort of asleep, so I can't guttural scream. Well, but I'm guttural screaming in spirit. Inside, just a just a really soft scream. Okay. Ryan's gonna do this full podcast in ASMR voice, Ooh. and I really love that idea. Uh, hello. I'm just going to be honest, Ryan, you are, I didn't know that I had ASMR, that I could get ASMR. You are giving me, I think, ASMR right now. Why? Do I just have like a soothing voice? Just to have that professional honesty that I am like arching, like I am off of my chair right now because this is, I'm so used to Cody and I just yelling at each other that I'm not used to someone coming in with just like professional calmness. And that is, that is an odd experience I'm, I'm saving it up for the episode okay it'll come out at some okay point. all right well maybe i don't know who's who knows maybe i'll just be the calm through the storm yeah i mean fuck well welcome to into the asmr i guess <laughs> Ayo. <laughs> Ayo. i'm so glad to have you here today ryan this is such a joy um i'm glad to be here to just truly balance out cody and i yelling for the past four years <laughs> just to have a, a true like balm for it's that. about time we got a mediator in here you know like, <laughs> just an intervention you know, i don't know if us. many people would call me a great mediator but i'm happy to be a mediator on this podcast i feel honored frankly. that's what we've spent all of our our patron money <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, Ryan is yes. an expensive Ryan, hire. Big dollars, nine cents. He's come on. <laughs> just so everybody's fully aware, I am being paid for this gig. Big money. Big yeah, money. just to just to be fully transparent, we don't pay any of our guests. We have spent and saved all of our budget just for Ryan. <laughs> yeah. We had one ad and we gave it all to Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> that sweet, sweet ad revenue yep. is all for me. It's yeah. just for you. That's actually my like prerequisite for going on podcasts. Like, you have to give me all of your ad money, or I won't appear. You know what? Know your worth, Ryan. <laughs> I think that's important. I think it's finally like twenty twenty <laughs> end of days. Know your worth. Get everyone's yeah. money. You deserve it, <laughs> Ryan. Thank you so much for being on the yes. show for the end of I days, <laughs> and to come on, especially for you in truly the middle of the night. <laughs> yes, it really is the midnight. <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, How okay, bye. God of bless. It's twelve seventeen a.m. British Standard Time. What a joy! I'm so glad that we truly did plan this out perfectly for you to be able to make that joke. Before we get into things, um, how are you doing? You know, I'm good. I'm currently in between houses, so I am at my mother's house in the country. So there's not a lot going on. So this is probably the most exciting thing that's happened to me in like three weeks. Mm. So I'm. Very, very excited to be here. What a like <laughs> cottagecore thing to be like. Right, oh, yeah. you're living your <laughs> TikTok cottagecore fantasies right now. <laughs> yeah, I am. It really is uh, very quaint here. Uh, it could be, you know, maybe a Twilight sequel could be written here. Who knows? It sounds like it. 
Absolutely. I don't think I could handle a British Twilight. I don't think I could muster it. <laughs> I can't. I don't think. I think that's the I limit. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I would read it. I really want like a quaint, quaint fanfic. Like just very like everybody invests in like little hats. Sure. And cups of tea they're like stomping on grapes or whatever <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> saturdays are really for the boys there you know what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah 100 percent. uh cody how are you doing i'm doing all right i brought a thing this week a happy thing yes um for the gamers uh so oh, yeah gamer nation rise up uh, uh <laughs> blanky mode activated <laughs> i i've only been playing fall guys this last week <laughs> And I mean, it's the only game that exists. It's the only game that exists. If you go on Twitch.tv, that's the only game. There's no other games. That's all the games. And so I was like, well, I have to also play it. And so I did, and I'm very bad at it. Like, very incredibly (laughs) so, so bad at it. Sure. But my guy is, like, real cute. So I'm having a blast. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. I have also not won a game yet. Yeah, it's it's a brutal, brutal, brutal experience. It's so hard, it's, and people are so good at so it. Hard. And I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> Not for yeah, me. I, I really hate that I'm, like, getting worked up over a children's game. That's when I know I need to go outside. <laughs> right. like, this is a game about little beans falling down. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, it really puts you in perspective that, like, of you getting angry, like, at, <laughs> on the internet when you're looking at the most beautiful, like, colorful, like, fun little happy-go-lucky <laughs> beans, and you're like, this... I, this is not worth this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I gotta pull it back. Exactly. <laughs> that makes complete sense. I'm, I have a happy thing this week. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> you deserve it. You deserve joy. Thank you. Um, my happy thing is that it's, it's just slipping from my fingers, like saying. Oh no! Um, we lost her. <laughs> She's gone. <laughs> wow, that's like the most grim thing I've ever heard. Like, oh, I have a happy thing. Oh, it's slipping from my fingers as I speak. It is obviously that the, and we'll get into this a little bit later. Um, obviously, the the Batman trailer. However, oh yeah, um, not just the Batman trailer, but. Um, specifically an edit of the Batman trailer that I saw this morning when I woke up. And it was the edit of the Batman trailer, but instead of the audio of said Batman trailer, it had the audio <laughs> from the Cats trailer. Oh, I actually saw no. this. Um, <laughs> put over it Informed. instead. And it truly brought me joy like I haven't experienced (laughs) in some time and it uh it was really it was really powerful and some might say art actually (laughs) I mean I would agree and I would like to point out that like it's all been downhill since Cats came out I think we can we can pin (laughs) there's been enough time 2020 (laughs) we have the the data we we can yeah we have the data we've collated (laughs) Our sharpest minds have come together, and we said, "Cats, that was the peak." That's the common denominator. How do we get back? <laughs> I agree. I agree. I went to the movie theater after Cats. Can I remember what I saw? Absolutely not. <laughs> so I think that that was definitely the the highlight of my time. Um, and so I think that I think it was. Um, I want to say the Twitter user was like 
Elvis Presley or something on there. Um, but it was the way that it lined up was too like too uncanny. Uh, it was like too perfect. Um, and it was amazing. Catman sparks joy. It did. Oh, it really, no. the, it was, <laughs> Catman was, was powerful and it was something to be thought of for sure. Before we get into Batman and all of his power, Brian, could you give us some of your Twilight backstory, please? Yes, of course. I'd be happy to. So, since you guys asked me to come on, I've been really scratching my head trying to remember <laughs> how I got into Twilight because it was a phase in my life. It was a powerful phase in my life when I was in middle school. I couldn't remember exactly how I got into reading them until about, I think it was a week ago, this week, when the Paramore music video for the Twilight soundtrack yes. started <laughs> making the rounds again on Twitter. And I was like, that is it that is when i got into it like i remembered so vividly i wasn't a scene kid in middle school but i was very scene adjacent sure yeah like mm -hmm. i had a lot of my friends were scene kids and like or were very close with scene kids or whatever so i was like i wasn't full on you know in makeup and crazy clothes and stuff but i was very into paramore i was very into my chemical romance i was very like yes i'm brooding it's it's the, impossible the foundational text of twilight yeah <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so i remember the music video coming out and being me being like ah oh, what's this twilight thing all about i remember people reading the books but i didn't know it was this big of a deal because probably because i was a blissfully unaware middle schooler um and then i just powered through the books like crazy and I was obsessed with them and it was a small like six month phase of my life where I very much liked Twilight and then the movie came out and I remember seeing the movie oddly liking it a lot considering my taste <laughs> at the time and now I still like it a lot I rewatched it in preparation for this podcast yeah I just remember like also like streaming it on one two three movies I think that was like one of my first piracy Oh my god! Experiences wow. when I was young was I was like you always remember oh, your I first. I just really want to you know? see Twilight again, but no one is going to go see that with me again. So I, I remember watching like terrible cam rips on my oh parents' my god. computer. Wow! And that was this was this was a major transformative period of my life. So I'm happy to be on here talking about it. And I hope Haley Williams, if you're out there, you're listening to this, and you you know the impact that you've had on my life. Um, <laughs> Mostly that you got me into Twilight and got me on this podcast. But Haley Williams, always welcome on the pod. Literally whenever. <laughs> Anytime whenever. you want. So yeah, that's my Twilight backstory. That's pretty much the gist as I was a big Paramore fan. And when that song came out, I was like, oh, well, if they like Twilight, I have to like Twilight. Right. And sure. the rest was history. What I would give to be able to just watch a shitty cam rep of Twilight with audience like reactions like right now in 2020 oh i want it so bad and i remember it vividly yeah. it was a really horrible case like the, like you wouldn't steal a movie like level camera oh, no. it was so bad oh my god and, like i just i remember the deer scene like just that's what i remember and that being like is that a deer so oh no excited. But I was just, I needed it. I was like an addict. Right. <laughs> gotta get like, my fix, oh, man. Gotta, I gotta see, <laughs> gotta see Twilight again. Please. I wish I could say that I, I wasn't in that phase anymore. 
<laughs> that I had, like, left that phase in middle school. I understand that feeling so well, Ryan, because I haven't left that. <laughs> you know, it's always going to be a part of me, so I haven't really left either. That's fair. It still lives within me very strongly. Um, was there a Hence character that you resonated with at, when you first watched the Twilight series? Oh, jeez, that's a good question. Yeah, I've always been a big Alice fan. Hell yeah. I don't know why. Great choice. Like... Alice is just my homie. Like I would want to hang out with Alice. That's she's always the character that I lean towards. I think that's a fantastic choice. I mean, listen. great picture too. So absolutely, you know. <laughs> so, and right off the bat, was there anyone that you didn't like? Didn't like or didn't trust? Didn't trust. <laughs> didn't trust is such a fun phrasing of that. <laughs> it's like, I don't know about this one. Mm. <laughs> okay, so this is kind of a funny thing. I've never really understood Anna Kendrick. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> like, I find her to be an enigma. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't understand her vibe. I, I don't dislike her. She's a bit of a lizard person, I think. Oh my god. Like, there's some... <laughs> There's some strange thing going on there. So I inherently never trusted Jessica. Okay. Interesting. I think yeah. when I watched. And then this book is interestingly like, not validating it per se, but I'm kind of like, you see, there was always something. There's always something. Yeah. And now I'm reading Edward's creepy mind reading and I'm like, ah, you know, maybe I was on. But I think it was more of an Anna Kendrick thing. Interesting. That it was. She just seems, you know. Like a theater kid. Yeah, like she's got that like she maybe has like killed someone to like let a little steam off. Oh my god. But like she's only done it once. (laughs) She's just too bubbly, I Mm. guess, in that like theater kid way that I kind of am like, what what are you really thinking? Yeah, Edward's Um, description of her is not nice, I will say. It's not forgiving. No, it's not. It's quite and it's rude. more of a yeah. I and again, I don't like dislike Anna Kendrick. Right. It's not like she shows. I up just don't trust her instinctually like, and think she's yeah, a. I just don't person. trust her instinctively. If I, <laughs> I mean that in a warm way. I really you know? do. She's more powerful than me, so I'll give that to her. What I will say is that in the books, as well as I think in the way that Anna Kendrick embodies. Um, Jessica in the movies is she gives off very strong Gretchen Wieners vibes. Yes. Of like yes. what is behind that smile and I th- I agree. I think it is like <laughs> oh, I just I murder people for sport and it's like Jessica, what yeah, the exactly. fuck? Just <laughs> What? <laughs> I get a little bit of that vibe. Yeah, I I would agree that I don't know if Jessica specifically would would but I think Somewhere in her house slash from her family, there's a closet just full of bones. Like that's oh, I oh I can I can get on that. Like I can feel. And you know, maybe she collect those herself. Maybe they were inherited, but nevertheless, right? They're there. There is so. bones in a closet somewhere, <laughs> and she kind of stares at them forlornly, like you know, once a month or so, just to like right. chill herself out. It's like Edward CDs, except it's bones, right? Yeah, sure. exactly. How did we already jump into some like wild conspiracy theory territory here? Like what? Because <laughs> you got me on the show. I have to take it in a, in a calmly obscene direction or I'm not on a podcast. Sure. Fair Absolutely. enough. <laughs> I, and the wild thing is too, Ryan, is that your voice was so calm as I didn't even, I didn't even consider the fact that we were talking about bones in a closet. <laughs> 
She's like, yeah, of course. Sure. Full disclosure, Cody brought up the bones. I, I'm just elaborating you, listen. on the bones. <laughs> it was, I was building up the momentum. We were all on the way there. <laughs> just uh, a zero to a hundred. Just absolutely. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Uh, speaking of zero to one hundred, we need to talk about Batman. We gotta. We gotta. <coughs> it's our duty. There was like a DC thing that happened this weekend. Listen, don't come. Oh, excuse me. me. The DC fandom. Thank you. <laughs> Have some respect. Yeah. See fandom. that. <laughs> it was like the, if I'm not mistaken, it was like their version of a Comic Con. Yeah. No. The funny thing was, is like. The trailer leaked yeah. like an hour before it was supposed to stream. It was so terrible that I was like, okay, I'm very excited about this, but I'm going to have to watch the live stream because mm-hmm. I want to like actually see what the hell is going on. And when I went on the stream, when you started the fandom stream, there was like an intro video that you could not skip. <laughs> and it was like this zoom through this like great hall with like little CGI people walking around oh, being no. like, Ah, like pointing at the walls of like DC footage and they're like welcome to the DC fandom and it sounded like I was about to go into a death match (laughs) I was going to have to 1v1 someone (laughs) in the DC fandom to get this Batman footage but luckily not Um, yeah for all kinds and purposes people were very excited about the fandom so more more power to them sure so backstory on this my boyfriend is like on reddit unfortunately (laughs) (laughs) um and that morning he all like he threw his phone in my face and it was he just like had photos of robert and i was like what the fuck is this and he's like they're photos from the batman trailer i think it's gonna leak later today and i was like cool and that's when i texted cody i was like like i had the fucking hot scoop i was like batman trailer's gonna leak today (laughs) um (laughs) and so i was waiting for it but it didn't come until later that night. So we went out and grabbed food and I was trying to be an attentive person, enjoying my partner, having dinner. (laughs) And on the way home, like literally two minutes before we get into our apartment, um, my partner Chris is like, the Batman trailer's out. So immediately I pull our car over and he's like, we're not going to watch it on my phone in the middle of a parking lot. Just drive drive back to our place. We'll put it on the TV. And I'm like, no, Christopher, I have to watch it right now. And he's like, God damn it. So I need this. I, I need like, it. I have no impulse control. We have to watch it right now. And he's like, no. And so I wait like five minutes for us to get back home. And... It makes sense, like, fine, because we had to close all the curtains, and, like, it's a black, it's a, it's such a dark trailer, it was so hard to see anyways, um, and then it was just me screaming the entire time, even though Robert just said, like, three words, uh, and it was just not worth Like, we've been preparing for this for what seems like such a long time. Yes. And each time we've brought up that Batman's coming out, we're like, we gotta we gotta prepare ourselves. We gotta be ready because it's gonna be overwhelmingly sexy, and we gotta make sure Ugh. we don't pass out. And yet, yeah. And yet, we don't learn. <laughs> <laughs> this shit was so no. horny. <laughs> Such oh a horny God. trailer. The tension. I kind of think Ugh. the Colin Farrell transformation is a conspiracy to make the movie not too overwhelmingly horny. Okay, so people yeah. Don't die because if yeah. Colin Farrell was at his peak potential. 
of hotness, which is very Criminal. up there. Criminal. We would have just... I think we mentioned that, too, when we announced this, like, when we saw his casting. We were like, this is too hot. We can't do it. We're yep. gonna check out. We can't. <laughs> can't handle it. Um, but they did that for us, you know. They did. For our well-being. Though I have to say, Richard Kind's agent <laughs> probably got an extremely angry phone call. Seriously. Within minutes Was of the Was he the reference photo? Like, I don't <laughs> understand. It is a one-to-one one like, Is that Richard Kind? And then people were like, oh my god, Colin Farrell looks so different. And I'm like, oh my god, that is Colin Farrell. Just, just in a Richard kind skin suit. <laughs> it was so <laughs> scary. It's so nightmarish. <laughs> I can't wait. I cannot wait to see I'm so excited. what he's doing that. We're in like peak weird Colin Farrell years. Oh, yeah. Like this is where he's just living his truth. I'm still not and... over when he did that... Uh, was it a Chicago accent, Cody? Oh, in Widows? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. Yeah. Oh, what a God. time. Amazing. So bad. Um, I'm very excited to what for what is basically just Robert acting as Edward in a like, new moon breakup scene in this. I'm very excited. Oh, yeah. It looks very dark, very gritty, uh, lots of punches. Lots of great, like, dark eye makeup. Yeah. Love that for him. I was going to say, they finally gave him eyeliner. It's about time. Like, they finally, finally have woken up to the fact that he wears eyeliner. Yeah. I'm so and excited. It was only the bravery of Robert Pattinson that could make this happen. <laughs> he probably demanded it, actually. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's like, I, will I won't walk. play it unless you give me eyeliner. <laughs> I will walk off this set. Uh, they said, all right, Rob. Great, we'll do it for you. Yeah. Um, Cody, could you also talk about the fact of what else Robert demanded of his suit in particular? Oh, God. I love that I get this uh, this news corner. <laughs> Robert demanded, or I guess requested, I don't know. He was like, I need to be able to pee in this suit. <laughs> and he, he can now. Thank God. <laughs> So in case you're wondering, yeah. like that's that seems like a restricting suit. That seems like it would be a I, rough time to like go to the bathroom. Don't worry. Yeah, I love that. That was Christian Bale's one bit of advice. <laughs> like that's no acting advice. No, you know how to deal with the press. No, right. just no. You have you have to be able to go to it's the like, bathroom. Listen, this is this is a vital part of your mental health care playing this role. Being Batman comes from inside, you know? I can't yeah. teach you anything that you're not going to come to when you <laughs> when you finally get there. But you do have to make sure you can pee in the suit. <laughs> he had to have learned from mistake, right? Certainly. That only comes from a, like, oh, fuck. Oh, God damn it. Like... <laughs> Just cutting it too close. And so I have to imagine that he was doing Robert a kindness of like, just make sure that they just augment this a little bit so you can just like push a button and just, you can just go. Push a button? Like a, <laughs> it's a robotic suit. Like an elevator door? Like it opens, like it just opens up? Well, I, <laughs> listen, hey. No, hey, no, I, no, don't. I want, let's keep going. I want to. Examine no, the I physics here. What's what's the situation going on? What are I the mean, mechanics of the pea suit? I, well, listen. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe, hear me out. You just are able to pop the top 
of the suit open and you can just go when you know you gotta go. This is the poor like costume designer trying to pitch this. To like, okay, so here's how we're gonna. Like, I like to imagine it. it has like some pressure behind it. Like you press the button and it pops oh off like at speed. Like it can be a weapon. It's just a boomerang. And it'll be in the movie. Like he'll like shoot Penguin in the face with his codpiece. Oh <laughs> no! <laughs> knock Colin Farrell's prosthetic nose off. Oh no! <laughs> I've made a mistake. <laughs> it's pressurized. I regret this a lot. Hey, we're here. We're here. Can't back out now. <laughs> My mom says I have to go. <laughs> uh, speaking of moms. Oh, um, nice segue. Thank Ooh, you. Look at you. There's a piece that came out this past week from Cinema Blend that is saying that we have more than Stephanie Meyer to thank for Midnight Sun. Um, even though we haven't been doing a lot of thanking her in particular. Uh, but instead that we should be thanking Stephanie's mother instead for this book. Um, so apparently, um, after, in 2008, when Stephanie was like, fuck y'all, since you leaked this, I'm never, I'm never putting this book out. Yeah. I'm going to die with this clutched in my hands. <laughs> fuck you all. And according to Stephanie... Um, she said her mother um, told her that if she just wrote the book through and like up until that meadow scene, that 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 was all that her mother would need and that she would leave her alone. Um, and so Stephanie did. <laughs> Forever, for yeah. content. I will stop speaking to you. Yeah, that's, that's all it. I need. I'll just leave you alone. Um, and so Stephanie wrote up until that scene. She wrote oh it for God. her for Mother's Day um, because apparently there was nothing else that her mom wanted for Mother's Day. <laughs> There's nothing else that she could get her. This right. this sounds like a really elaborate, like there's still some bitterness over like she forgot Mother's Day or something. So she's like, ah, you know, I came up with this incredible <laughs> story, a story of a generation. It was just for her. Um, and Stephanie said she didn't want anything except for the book. So, uh, yeah, it definitely sounds like there's no bitterness, no passive aggressiveness <laughs> on either party. Um, but that is that is the story, according to Stephanie. And now uh, Stephanie Meyer's mom is getting ten percent of all the royalties for Midnight yep. Sun. Yeah, so <laughs> it worked in her favor. Yep. She's playing a long con, you know. She's like, "This is gonna be big. <laughs> going to invest early." Uh, it. Uh, I, I don't know that a lot of people asked for this. Um, and I would be curious to know if her mother actually wanted this. Um, but here we go. We have it instead. I'm very curious, before we get into these chapters, um, Ryan, were you planning on reading Midnight Sun? You know, honestly, probably not. <laughs> But there was a tinge, slight, you know, just like, you know, hearing the paramour in the back of my head, just like (laughs) echoing. There was a tinge of curiosity. What what could she possibly say? Because to me, it's like, okay, we kind of already know what happens. So what could this offer us? Sure. Um, And I have to say eight chapters in, 
I'm feeling like not a lot. <laughs> but <laughs> we'll get, we'll dive in. We'll we'll get the hard cutting analysis that the Into the Twilight fans are looking for. Yes. Yeah. Um. So chapter seven is a bit of an interesting one because of the fact that it is it is brand new content. Um. That is. We know this chapter seven was the LaPush chapter for Twilight. Um, mm. And so this is a brand new piece um, for Midnight Sun. Did you have any initial thoughts for this one, Brian? What kind of struck you? I mean, I was actually, when I realized what was happening, I was a little bit relieved because I was getting a little bit bored. <laughs> I was like, okay, like... Other than the the little snippet of when he's in like Denali and he's with, uh, what's her name, Tanya, mm-hmm. and you're getting this kind of like, again, Stephanie Meyer's weird like, hey, these are vampires that want to fuck, but Edward, Mm-mm. he doesn't want to fuck. <laughs> yeah. This is this is the difference. Here is a sexy vampire that's throwing himself throwing herself, I should say, after Edward, and he's just like, no, not into it. Mm-hmm. So other than that. I was just like, okay, I'm like, you know, 200 ebook pages in, and it's just a lot of like, oh, God, I want to kill this girl so bad. And I was like, yeah, I can tell. Like, when are we going to get to something? So when we finally got to like, oh, my God, we're actually going to see something different. I have to say, I was, my interest was piqued. So I was a little bit relieved when I got to this chapter. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't know about you all, but this was, it was a mix of like typical Edward Mm-hmm. Of, um, but also like a little bit like slightly horny Edward, um, <laughs> which is like an interesting change of pace for him. Right. So I, it was interesting. I will say that. Yeah, this is, this is an a hundred percent yearn chapter. This is oh just, it God. might as well just be yeah. called yearning. Seriously. Yeah. It is just, I'm just kind of brisking through it as we're talking about it. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is page <laughs> after page of just yearning to himself yeah yes. well and that's the uh, problem with like the chapters that don't have bella in them because for yeah. some reason stephanie meyer can't write dialogue conversations with edward with anyone else besides bella so she just <laughs> doesn't so she's like let's just have 10 pages of monologuing is that cool great that's what we're doing and it's like okay i guess but, like, i feel like we can like branch out a little bit when we talk to literally anyone else the thing that fucked me up the most about this chapter at least at the beginning when edward is doing the whole like does she love me does she not (laughs) i know that we've only had like three conversations but like and i wanted to kill her yesterday (laughs) (laughs) is he's going through these ideas of like what attraction looks like for all of the other people he's seen Mm. ever in his 100 years. And he's like, well, I don't know (laughs) if Bella is attracted to me, though, because she is not like anyone else. She's not like the other girls. So even though (laughs) her heart rate changes when she's around me and her breathing changes when she's around me, so and all of her other physical responses change when she's around me. It can't possibly mean that she's attracted to me. Ugh! How could it possibly be? What Life is so be? unfair. 
<laughs> Attraction is such an impossible dilemma. And he just throws himself across cars. <laughs> For a species that is literally, like, picking, is able to pick up cues like that so much easier, A, by reading minds or just, like, being able to, like, look at visual and verbal cues, you would think that you'd, like, get it. Right? <laughs> like, why is he psyching himself up over this? It's like, listen, I've noticed A, B, and C, but I just, mm, I don't know, though. She could be faking it. I know humans I just, are very simple and easy to predict, as has been my entire life as a vampire. But I don't know I just that. I was kind of laughing through the kind of description where he's like, ah, this is the most human I've ever felt. <laughs> yeah. Compared to when I lived through a war and there was a bunch of people dying. Like... That sucked, but this really sucks. Like, does this girl like me? And I'm just like, get a grip, man. Like, God, that just part like, fucked me up. God, he was just like, this is this is so much. This is so hard. I'm just gonna put my head in my hands and just think about something that brings me back to the this war. This is worse than mustard gas. The better times, the simpler the things times. Things that were more simple, like the war. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck off, Edward. You're this is 2005. There's the Iraq War going on right now. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> Hello. God, he's, he's so the worst. annoying. He's the worst. <laughs> Just like, come on, Edward. What are you talking about? He's just head in his hands, just like yearning over <laughs> these like magical times when all anyone cared about was just like dying from a lack of penicillin because they weren't showering or bathing and he's just like crying about it in his volvo listening to debussy and edward is just like so consumed with himself that when emmett opens the door he's like oh my god and it's like dude you have superhuman senses what are you talking about he's so annoying uh he pisses me off. This is also the chapter, something that I was kind of having a surreal experience of, is I was reading like the first six chapters and I was like, you know, even though I liked these books when I was younger, I do remember even then that I was like, okay, I can recognize that these are kind of poorly written. Yes. Right? But as I was reading through the first six chapters of this, he was like, I was like, you know, Maybe Stephanie's matured a little bit here. The writing isn't quite as aggravating, even mm. though he is very creepy. Right. And then we got to this chapter. And I was like, oh, no, there she is. <laughs> there it is. She's back, baby. There it is. Like, just some of the lines that I'm looking at in here. Uh, Did I want Bella to be attracted to me, a woman to a man? <laughs> oh. <laughs> no one talks normally in these books. And oh, for vampires, like, sure. <laughs> Maybe have antiquated speech that you haven't really grown out of yet, haven't really adapted. But Bella also talks like some sort of Victorian chambermaid. Like, none of it makes any fucking sense. No. The way that Stephanie writes sometimes is the way that, like, 10 or even 15 years ago, English teachers were forced to teach students to yeah. write. Because mm. there's a part where when, um, when Edward is following Alice to Bella's house to drop off the truck that he's like the rain was pounding down yes, like I'm a looking million at this tiny hammers so loud <laughs> that Bella's human ears might not hear the thunder of the truck's engine it's like fuck off like stop <laughs> we got it <laughs> we got it she's like I haven't gone 
I haven't used a simile in a couple sentences, so I need to, like, crack one in here. Yeah. Just, do you, hey, everyone, did you remember that we're in Forks, the <laughs> wettest place in the continental U.S.? <laughs> Just, God, stop it. <laughs> what I will say, though, um. is it is refreshing, because we don't get this in Twilight, obviously, because it's from Bella's perspective, but um, we get in this chapter a lot of what the Cullens do on their quote-unquote like off time Mm -hmm. and even though these are things that we saw more in the movies it's interesting to see them written out so a far more like monologue and like description but it is interesting to see that um Emmett and Jasper have just like eight chess boards (laughs) and they're just like going at it with each other (laughs) What I would give to, like, get some sort of, like, maybe this is a fanfiction kind of moment, where, like, they take a trip to New York and they go to those, like, fucking chess tables in Central Park or whatever, like, up style, <laughs> and just go, like, go fucking yes. nuts over it. And people are like, what's going that's, on? What, what thing do you get so good at over time that you have to be doing eight of it at once? Just I to I'm feel something, con- you know? <laughs> we should record eight podcasts at once. No. <laughs> Gotta oh, optimize, baby. Podcasts. <laughs> Making like eight of those, um, like Star Wars Lego sets, just to feel. Something. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Oh no, thank you. But yeah, this is a time when like Esme is doing her like architecture sketches, and then Edward is on the ones and twos, yeah, on those good old ivories, <laughs> and um, he's planting the seeds for Bella's lullaby, yep. basically. <laughs> But this is also the time when Rosalie, like, gets really bothered and really pissed off. More so than she had already been. But it's because we find out that she is jealous. <laughs> Which, like, gross. We got yeah. it. We figured it out. Yeah, okay. I I kind of double take to that. I was like, am I reading this correctly? Like... Because is that a thing? Like, I don't remember that being a thing, like, ever in the original books, of them ever being a hint that, like, ever could have been a thing. Am I misremembering that? I, I think it was just assumed mm. that when Rosalie was turned, it was just kind of assumed that they were going to be a, a pair together. Because okay. um, it's not like Carlyle didn't, obviously wasn't trying to just, like, make a family because um, yeah. he was saving, he saved Edward and then he saved Rosalie. And I think it was more so just kind of assumed that he was like, well, you're both pretty. Right. <laughs> like, how about, huh? how about anything there? Hey, hey, hey. And then Rosalie was like, oh, well, I'm pretty. How could you not like me? Right. And Edward was like, eh. She was like, like I'm oh all right. my God. <laughs> how dare you? Yeah, I think so. it's more, too, that, like, in line with that, that Rosalie's only, like, fucking motivation for anything in this is vanity and beauty and all that stuff. Because she can't be complicated, because that's hard. So it's yeah. like, so she's, like, you know, they there's this written narrative that she's, like, obviously furious at Bella because, like, she's plain and she's, like, matronly and she's not, like, as beautiful and bombshelly as Rosalie is. So why... Would this be the person that, for some reason, like, lights up Edward's fucking thing, you know? She's like, what the fuck? Edward's on the ones and twos. (laughs) He's just doing his old Michael Buble thing. (laughs) (laughs) 
playing Creep by Radio. Oh my god, <laughs> he would. He would. As I was just loving it. Just like, yes, my son, I'm so proud of you. I love this new bit that you're doing. <laughs> this new bit. Uh, the other thing, I, I know that it's meant to be like cute, um, but as I was like, this is gonna work out. You deserve happiness. Like fate owes you that. And he's like, "Stop it, mom! You're making me laugh." It's like, Ugh. anyway, Ugh. we're both like a hundred. Please stop. <laughs> Jasper's friends are coming in. Good old Peter and Charlotte, um, but Edward and Emmett are also deciding that they're gonna go do some guy time out in the woods, <laughs> aka just spiral in the woods together. Yeah, yeah just guys being like dudes, bros. You know? Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's for the boys. Boy time, fellas. <laughs> it is indeed Saturday. Right. They do go on a it Saturday. It is true. It's true. It is the day. It's the day. Are for the boys, and they're also for the bears. Uh, <laughs> so they're just chilling. Emmett is having a great time. Um, Edward cannot stay off of his 2005 phone because he is convinced that something is going to go wrong. Um. Which, like, he's not wrong in the sense that, like, Bella did trip and scratch her hand in the sure. bush, but nothing that, like, required his attention. So. Yeah, nothing that required him to be stuck to his Motorola razor. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh. <laughs> so, he's fine, actually. Uh, it's all you good. know, I kind of want, if she continues down this prequel trend, I kind of want a book from the bear's perspective. <laughs> I was really bear. interested. Oh, my god just a quick little just a little ditty on the bear (laughs) just like you know maybe a short story or maybe a whole series of novels i don't know just a whole saga (laughs) (laughs) on the bears i love that now the chapter that really got me is chapter eight yes and i'm very interested on this and how it how it did for you all. Um, Because this is the sunshine chapter, um, which is, I don't know that it's new. I mean, it is like obviously some new stuff, but we've heard some of this from Bella's perspective because it's like, oh, when her hair's out in the sun, it's like, ooh, it's red. Uh, (laughs) um, And it's also, unfortunately, when we get some more Mike Newton content, which... Oh, Uh, God. Because I hate him, personally. (laughs) So, uh, it's pretty gross. (laughs) Um, But, like, obviously, Edward's not there because there's sunshine. And he's just like, eh, no thank you. (laughs) I'm going to fight the sun, actually, from these trees. Sorry, I'm allergic. I can't. (laughs) I'm allergic to the sun, actually. What I do love about this is that, like, he's, like, obviously, like, watching from afar or whatever. Mike, go up to Bella and be like, hey, you want to you wanna go out sometime? I think you're cool. <laughs> and, like, he's just, like, ragging on him the whole time. And, like, first of all, fuck Mike Newton, obviously. But fuck Mike Newton. He's he's doing this and he's sitting on his little perch being like, wow, what a fool. How could he possibly think that Bella's interested in her? Meanwhile... Literally two pages ago, he was like, oh, God, does she like me? Does she like me? I don't know. I can't tell. I don't know. It's like, bro, come on. Yeah. It takes a lot of, he's very smug about this, of being like, I cannot believe 
that you dare touch Bella Swan's hair. Yeah. How dare you notice that it has some red in it. I'm just going to fucking uproot this young spruce tree. <laughs> and when you touch her hair, I'm going to clench my teeth so much when you just ask her out. Um, and to be fair, like, Mike, you're very unobservant. Yes. You have not caught these clues yet. So I understand. However, Edward... <laughs> You're also very unobservant, and you have heightened sensory <laughs> skills, so... Right. Both of you aren't great, okay? Yeah. No cookies for anyone here. <laughs> no cookies. Oh Angel's the only one that gets cookies here, right? Seriously. Yeah, and this the segue is gross, like, as soon as he realizes about the Jessica thing. Yes! just that little thing where he's like, oh, yeah, she's, like, got boobs. Yeah. I'm into that. <laughs> Bella who? What? (laughs) Wait, what? Bro, it's been five seconds. It's like a bird in the hand trails off. I'm like, oh, Stephanie. It's just awful. God. Yeah. Needed to take a shower after that. (laughs) For so many reasons. Like, is it is it accurate that of someone? Like, is that probably what Mike Newton would think about? Absolutely. (laughs) Sure. Is it something that I wanted to read? Of course not. No. Of course not. No, I hated it so much. It also doesn't help. Like, this is my least favorite part. Well, one of my least favorite parts of reading Twilight is when Bella cancels, when Jessica, I guess, cancels their original plans to go to Port Angeles that day. And so she goes out in her backyard and is reading her classic tome. Um, And so (laughs) Edward just goes out and sits on the tree and just watches her read. Super interesting date that he's chosen. (laughs) and she's just like making all of these sounds and oh my god it's so gross yeah it's probably the most hysterical couple pages that i've read in a book in a while just this time around because just like let's talk about like the spark notes description of sense and sensibility it's like (laughs) Just like that, where she just goes into like two plus paragraphs of Sense and yeah. Sensibility synopsis. Just, as a just to remind yeah. you the plot of Jane Austen's Sense and Sensibility. Before she then goes into this weird, like, mm, like, <laughs> like rolling around in the grass. Like, horrible. Just like, I like, I'm a very fast reader, and sometimes I kind of inadvertently skip things. Mm. And I was like, wait, has she made this sexual? Like, <laughs> Is this supposed is to like, be horny? <laughs> yeah, it's like, is she having some personal time that he's looking in on right now? Right. And I was like, oh no, it's just really horribly subtextual, air quotes. Right. And it's just, uh, and, then, and then when she just says Edmund, ah. Uh. <laughs> it's also so weird, like, paired with Stephanie, like, retconning Edward feeling some sort of guilt about it. Yes. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, I'm, I feel like a peeping Tom or like, I feel guilt that I shouldn't be doing this. And it's like, motherfucker, come on. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Like, you can't say that. And then just, also just have him be like, well, I'm not going to stop. <laughs> like, <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much that he's like, well, I want to be here. Like, I'm cool with trespassing, but also, right. uh, I don't. <laughs> like it that i only feel bad about it because it's starting to get dark out and that's like weird to me yeah right 
Even though I come into her bedroom. His only worry is that he's been upstaged by a fictional character. Seriously. Like, in in her weird dreams that he thinks she's having. Oh, god damn it, Edward. You're so gross. I hate him. I hate him so much. Of course, he only stops when he hears Charlie's car coming. He can't really hear Charlie, because I love Charlie to death, but he is... Head empty. (laughs) I thought it would be hilarious if it was revealed that he also had no thoughts, but it wasn't that he can't read them. There's just nothing there. Like he just is an empty dad. Just I would have loved that revelation. He's a man of the law, but he just has no thoughts. He's just gone. (laughs) And so they have dinner, but when Edward goes back to his family, Emmett is like, "Hey, dude, uh, football, please, my man." (laughs) Dude, please. Sports? Uh, sports? Sports. Guys? Anyone? But he does not do that because that would require socializing with Jasper's friends, which he's not going to do. Mm-hmm. So instead, he waits around. And after after school that day, he um, follows the girls to Port Angeles. And that is where the chapter ends. Bum, bum, bum. Bam, bam, I always, bam. I also always forget that Edward is like a car guy. Oh like He's yeah. the worst oh, yeah. possible <laughs> archetype, which is a dude that is into cars. Generally, I get in cars and turn them on and go from A to B. And I don't really understand how it works. <laughs> or... Just trust the process. <laughs> I just trust the process. Sometimes it breaks and then I get very sad. The fact that he's like... She has to include these details, like the robust purr of the engine, Rosalie uh. boosting for me. Uh. Like she was like straight out of a Fast and Furious spinoff. Like she walked off the set of Hobbs and Shaw with a car and said, here you go, Robert Pattinson. <laughs> here you go. No, thank you. Oh my God. Edward Cullen, also, take your Porsche. Cody, didn't you send me something that Robert cried at Fast and Furious or something? No, it was Final no, Fantasy. No, Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah. It was, yeah, so <laughs> a little peek behind the curtain. Um, someone from the lovely Film Cred Slack posted, we have a games channel because we're fucking idiots. Someone posted this beautiful screen rant, uh, so I guess a side screen rant corner, beep, 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 <laughs> in which um, Final Fantasy VII's most heartbreaking scene made, the, made Robert Pattinson cry. And quote, he admitted that it was one of the few times in his life <laughs> That he cried in what his life. What is, what must it be like? <laughs> <laughs> Cannot relate. Can Cannot. we like place bets on what the other things that right? make him cry? Robert Pattinson has cried four times in his life. Here they are. <laughs> it's a brainstorm. <laughs> I think one of them was filming The Lighthouse. Sure. Sure. Because I cannot imagine doing that and not crying (laughs) at least once yeah it seems extremely unpleasant i don't think that robert cried when he was born (laughs) 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 that is so it's such a haunting picture (laughs) i just like just i'm just imagining a baby with like a fully grown robert pattinson's face yeah just like like, nah what's up i'm here absolutely placid expression oh my god (laughs) 
You said that with such confidence, too. It's like you knew. Like, you. I just. I feel very. I was there. (laughs) Yeah, I was. He's older than me, but I was there. And yet. (laughs) Allie, are you a vampire? Oh my god. You have to tell us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Next week, we have two chapters that we are going to be looking at. Um, we have chapter 9, which is for Angelus, and chapter 10, which is Theory. Ooh. And Ooh. we have a guest next week, which is the infamous Rachel Charlene. Whoop, 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 um, who I'm very excited about. Hell yeah. Um, we have some fantastic patrons to thank. Um, one of the suggestions that we were asked to do is to look at the comment section of a TikTok that was created by Maze Markland. Um, and it is, the comment section of this TikTok is to make it look like Edward Cullen's search history. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, we will be having our patrons as this TikTok, aka Edward Cullen's search history. So, I will start us off with Elizabeth James. Point, 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 point. And Elizabeth, you are going to be... <laughs> um, um, am I a stalker? Quiz BuzzFeed. Oh my gosh. Shout out to Jess Love. Pew, pew, pew. Who's gonna be... Is a 90-year age gap too much? Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I will go ahead and do Alexandra Black. Who's boop, 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 boop. Be... How do I tell my high school bio teacher I already have two med degrees and his, and his textbook isn't accurate? <laughs> uh, shout out to Alex Dornan. Pew, pew, pew. Who's going to be how to explain consent to a dog? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Shout out to Carrie. Goldberg. Point, point, point. Who's gonna be? <laughs> Why does the new girl not have thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Shout out to Mickey Meyer. Pew, pew, pew. Who's gonna be how to open window from outside Wiki House? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Are you in? He's in. (laughs) This is for Maggie Quinn. So let's go through. (laughs) And we're going (laughs) to say uh, at home C-section question? Oh, my God. (laughs) No. (laughs) All right. This is for you, Katie Weber. Who's gonna be? Is it weird to go to high school with your daughter? (laughs) <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my god. Shout out Zoe Steele. Pew, pew, pew. Who's gonna be easy recipes when you can't cook it all and your girlfriend is maybe Italian? <laughs> <laughs> this one's for Rebecca Cullen. <laughs> who, yes. is no- <laughs> who is non breakable salad bowls? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, this is for you, Elizabeth Swan. Wing, wing. Who is gonna be 
Uh, how to explain that you just stopped a van with your hand without saying that you're a vampire? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Amy Taylor. Who's gonna be indestructible bed frames? Oh, <laughs> oh God. Mulch Gray. Yes. And Mulch, you are. Can you be pale if you live in Phoenix, Arizona? <laughs> <laughs> or cool tricks to do with apples. You get oh, my God. Whoa. Favorites. Most is getting favoritized. <laughs> All right. This is for you, Taylor. Brown. Yes. Lautner. Oh. Who's going to be? Bedless room decor Pinterest? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Kelly Beck. <laughs> Who's going to be full coverage matte foundation for Sparkle? Wow. <laughs> This one is for Aaron Salinger. Yes. And you are fluorescence and how to defeat them. <laughs> <laughs> this is for Sophia Salinger. Wait, wait, wait. Who's gonna be? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Where can I rehome a very large dog? <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh! Shout out Donna Kavanaugh. Who's going to be, is it unhealthy not to jack it for 114 years? No! (laughs) (laughs) Catherine Hale. Uh, You are good quality and deafening wolf slash dog whistles. Amazing. Wow. Fantastic. (laughs) Really important question. This was an incredible exercise. I agree. I I want more of these. So send those in, please. Um, all right, the moment that we have been waiting for. Oh, I'm very ready. Um, what fan fiction did you bring to the space today? Okay, you know, I'm a topical person. I like things to be topical. So I, I said, surely, surely somewhere in the world, there is Batman Twilight crossover AU fan fiction. Sure. And there's a lot of it. Okay. So I had to, I had to dive through. I was hoping there would be specific Robert Pattinson Batman Twilight fan fiction? Okay. There was not. It's too fresh. <laughs> but I did find this amazing six chapter, 1700 word fanfic by Gotham Knight John on fanfiction.net that is simply called Batman versus Twilight. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The sort synopsis is Batman has to fight vampires and Edward Cullen and save Gotham City. This, so that's your context. Author's note. Hey guys, I wrote Batman vs. Twilight when I was young, so I could make my friend angry because she likes Twilight, and I do not. So, I did new version, which is better than the other one. Hope you guys enjoy, and it's not meant to be serious, so don't get upset. Okay. So guys, don't get upset. Okay, are you ready to strap in for Batman vs. Twilight? Absolutely. Okay. <clears throat> Batman was writing in his tumbler. He smashed a concrete out of the way. Then he saw a car crash and drive up to it and got out and had a look at the driver. Are you okay? He asked, but the person was dead. So Batman got back into his tumbler and drove off. And he broke through a fence like in Batman Begins and it went all over the road. The police could not catch him because he was Batman. Batman got back to his mansion and parked the tumbler in the cave and then went inside and changed into a suit for some reason. Hello, Alfred. I'm back, said Bruce Wayne. Hello, Mr. Wayne, sir. How was your trip? 
Someone in car accident, but it was boring before that. Do you need dinner, Master Wayne, or are you not hungry? I am fine, Alfred, said Batman, and he went upstairs to bed. But then in Gotham, there was a man who was walking down the street, and suddenly an person punched him to ground, and he screamed, Who are you? he said, because he was afraid. My name is Death, because you are about to die. And the guy bit the man, and he died. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> I hope that's that, how the movie plays out. Yes, that that I'm assuming I, is Edward Collins. Yeah, because you are about to die. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want to read chapter two really quick, and then we can leave it at that. Because there's a there's an important revelation in chapter two, which is a very brief chapter, I should add. Okay. So this is I'll leave you with this, and then I encourage people to look up Batman versus Twilight because it's in it's a riveting story. Bruce Wayne went downstairs and got the cereal to eat. The cereal, no description of the cereal. It's just the cereal, and turned on to the television to doing some weights. And the news came on. This just in: there has been an attack on drivers on the road and guys in an alley last night. Said the reporter. I don't think the person suffered, but they had bite marks on their neck. That means a vampire killed them. Bruce Wayne threw a weight at the television, and it broke. The television, not the weight. <laughs> An important note of context. Vampires. Why did it have to be vampires, yelled Bruce Wayne, and he threw another weight at the television <laughs> to kill it again. <laughs> Mr. Wayne, you have to stop breaking the television, sir, said Alfred, who was nearby, and he picked it up to throw it away. It's those bloody vampires, Alfred. I hate them. <laughs> but vampires are not real, Mr. Wayne. The news was wrong, because they're not real, so it is probably a gang who think they are. But Bruce Wayne ran downstairs and started to put on the bat suit. But he looked at the bat cave and saw it was sunny outside. Then he laughed and put the bat suit back. I forgot. The vampires do not like sunlight, said Bruce Wayne. I will do this at night instead. And that's oh, the end wow. of chapter two. <laughs> wow. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> and that's the incredible Batman Twilight deep dive that I found, where apparently Bruce Wayne has a real hatred for television <laughs> and breaks them frequently. I didn't know that you could kill a TV, but thank you for sharing Multiple, that. multiple times. I also found a Joker Edward Cullen uh, fanfic where they steal a Porsche. Oh, my God. And they drive... <laughs> They argue over who gets to drive the Porsche, so that was a strong consideration. Interesting. But yeah, there's a lot of interesting Batman Twilight fanfic out there. That's if you are so inclined. To know. Well, thank you, um, Ryan. Where can people find and support you on the internet? You can find and support me on Twitter at Ryan Ninesling. I'm very boring. My Twitter is just my name. <laughs> um, you can also find me editing at FilmCred. Woo! And you should. Pitch us there, because it's a wonderful, supportive site, and I would love to edit your writing. And you can also find me freelancing wherever I will be taken. (laughs) Wherever the wind takes, Ryan. (laughs) Wherever the wind takes me. Hell um, yeah. That's where I'll be. I'll be covering Fantasia and London Film Festival in the near future. So keep up with those. Amazing. That's all I have to plug. I'm not very good at plugging myself. So that was a great plug. Don't be hard on yourself. <laughs> no, I think you did a great job. You did a great plug. <laughs> well, I imagine that you on that side of the world will be able to see Tenet before we do. So yeah. enjoy. Yes, I actually am probably going soon, maybe. I kind of don't want to, but I also kind of do. So we'll see. Sure. Hmm. Don't go to the movie theater. Don't go to the theater is my advice. 
<laughs> to, to listeners, but, but well, we shall see if I brave the landscape. Interesting. Well, we don't have them available here, so. Uh, <laughs> um, Brian, it has been a joy to have you on. Um, oh, it's been a pleasure to be here. And we have so many more Robert movies coming out, so consider yourself welcome always oh yes i i love to talk about robert all day <laughs> all the inevitable Haley williams episode that we have you are welcome oh yes <laughs> please let me on just like my middle school self will just be so happy i like dyed my hair blue one year i'm pretty sure that was a Haley williams driven thing it's like probably the most sure yeah scene kid yeah. thing i ever did um, so well as we say here in the Pacific Northwest. Get bit! And get whipped. Woo! Into the Twilight is an Earbud Media production. Our theme music is by Eli Krauss, and our artwork is by Maddie Padilla. Follow the show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, and support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash into the twilight. Send us an email or a fanfiction at into the twilight show at gmail.com. You can find Allie at Into Wild Places and me at Cody Crow. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.